Good morning and a special welcome to our parishioners and guests as we gather at the altar of our God to praise, to thank, to bless, to adore. But every Sunday we gather to offer sacrifice because we are sinners. All in need of the love and the mercy that comes to us from heaven every time we come to Holy Communion. A special shout out to our state champions, our football team, on their back-to-back -back state championships. Many coaches and players are from our parish. Congratulations and thank you for representing us well. Last week, if you were gone, I gave my homily on Finish the Vision. Monsignor Wald had a vision for the Catholic identity, a Catholic faith-based education in our community. Since his vision, we have opened the seventh and eighth grade, our middle school, which is thriving. To finish the vision, what we are looking for is to complete the $7.5 million that the project entailed with the addition and the remodeling of classrooms. We have raised $6 million in the first go around and the pledges will soon be ending. If anybody would like to contribute another pledge at half or 25% of your initial pledge, it would be greatly appreciated. Your generosity will never be outdone, especially by God who wants to teach our youth today what it means to be a follower. We have 1.5 million to go and I'd really appreciate it if we could get that in pledges or one-time gifts and to recommit for another year or three years, whatever works for you. Bearing in mind there is a tax credit when money is given to a private institution. Talk to your accountant. It would be great way to have this done by the end of the year and your tax credit is for up to $2,500 on a $5,000 gift provided you pay the state of North Dakota taxes. Please see the bulletin for more details. Today St. Paul challenges us. He says in that very first line of that beautiful second reading, you know how one must imitate us. Who is the us? The apostles, Paul and Barnabas. Taking the gospel to Gentile areas, preaching, proclaiming the good news of salvation found in our God. But St. Paul makes a very wise point today. He says those who do not eat, those who do not work, should not eat. So there is an order that we are working to build the kingdom of God as we go out to imitate the apostles. Without the apostles bringing the good news to the world, we would not have faith here in Jamestown today. Sometimes it's only by our witness. Sometimes it's the way we live in faith. Sometimes it's how we have our conversations. And that's why that first reading today has a reminder that all of us will face a judgment. The prophet Malachi uses that image of stubble and fire for those who are not just, for those who are not living the ways of God in faith. But he has to secure a message of hope. For those who are living the faith, they will prevail no matter what the situation is because they know 
that God is in their midst. Now, as we switch gears to this difficult gospel, if this was a job description to be a follower of Jesus, it's no wonder why Jesus would not have many friends. Wars and insurrections, rivalries, bigotry, fighting, hatred, jealousy, envy, and all these things that divide hearts. Jesus is describing a world that is falling apart. Maybe it's at our nation right now. Maybe it's at your home front. Maybe it's at your career and your job. Where the world is being shaken. And Jesus is instructing his friends how to live in that situation today in our gospel. It kind of sounds like spiritual warfare. Division, fighting, hatred, rivalry. The evil one is real. And the evil one wants to separate us from our goal. I'd like to start today looking at this gospel historically. What is Jesus referring to? Is he referring to 33 AD to prepare his followers and friends when he goes to Calvary to die? Of course, that could be an answer. Is Jesus referring to 70 AD in today's gospel? When Jerusalem would be sacked by the Romans and Jerusalem would fall. Sure, it could be. Is Jesus referring to his return in glory at the end of time? Absolutely, I would agree. Is Jesus talking to you today about things that are falling apart in your life right now? Absolutely. And the answer to all of these is yes. It's a combination of all these things because the gospel just does not apply to 2,000 years ago. It applies here and now today and what will come and it applies also in history for the people he talked to. But Jesus really wants to teach us this weekend how do we respond when the world is falling apart? When your world is shaken, the first thing Jesus tells us to do is to see the reality in the big picture. In the big picture of things, we are never alone. In the big picture, Jesus is always present. So that leads to the second point. How do we respond when we do respond when things are falling apart? The first thing Jesus wants to remind you today is when things are falling apart, it's not the end. It's not the end when stuff comes crashing down. St. Mark does not say it's not the end. In his gospel, he says it's the beginning of labor pains. When things come crashing down, it's the beginning of labor pains. Now ladies, hopefully this brings back precious memories for all of you. Because us men cannot experience the labor pains. So when stuff is happening, you are a friend of Jesus if you are faithful to him. And what Jesus does when things come crashing down is he brings about new life. That's what labor pains do. They bring about fruit. They bring about life. Now if you respond the way Jesus asks you to, you will become holy and set apart and enter into the life of God through faith. We see this at the cross where Jesus pours himself out for his friends, his mother, 
his apostles, his disciples, you and me, his friends, and then he saves them. Today we are called to see our trials as labor pains. How beautiful that is. A few months ago I ran into a cancer patient who was losing all of their hair. And what was beautiful in our conversation was, that's the first time that person ever considered themselves beautiful. They never seen themselves that beautiful before as when their hair fell out. How many people go to fear when cancer is there? How many people let fear paralyze them through COVID? Because that's what fear does. But if we enter in faith, Jesus will carry us to wither any storm. But our Lord today reminds us of two things we must avoid when the world is falling apart. Because faith enables and allows you to enter into God's world, which is life-giving. In God's world, he turns Good Friday into Easter. That's the labor pains of his death. He invites you and me to enter his world in faith to come before him in all of our trials, in all of our decisions, whatever life throws at us. And when we do enter our Lord's world, it's not the end and it is not done. If we look at it this way, it might sound like a Good Friday. A Good Friday without labor pains is a big mistake. Somebody could say, well, something should have happened. That's a lie. Because in God's plan, in God's timing, He will take care of everything. So what are the two things we are called to avoid? First of all, our Lord tells us today, when things are falling apart, do not be deceived. Do not be led astray by people who say, I am He or I am God. What does this mean? It means do not be gullible when things are falling apart. Young people, do you know what it means to be gullible? Let me give you an example. It's like going to college and throwing away our faith that we've been brought up in and being fed with the nonsense of secularism that the world offers to us. Secularism leads us away from Jesus Christ. Secularism leads us away from the truth. After all, last time we looked, God created the world, God created science, God created reason. We can't throw God out of the equation with our faith. Now, when, I, when, I, when a student suffers, they can enter the world of God because it is God who redeems them. It is in times of trial and skepticism that we may be tempted to believe in the false voices of the world. It might be like a young mother who found out she was pregnant. Planned Parenthood does this to young ladies all the time because they are scared. They feel all alone. And what happens? They deceive them while they're in the office and try to convince them that what's in their womb is not life. They lead them astray when we are scared, when the world is falling apart. Our older folks have this happening them too, as scammers will call you on the telephone. They prey on lonely men and women who are poor. And as they prey on them, they make them think that it's their grandchild calling across seas for a gift card to get them home. 
and they fall for that. Suffering is a time to be faithful. The second thing our Lord reminds us when things come crumbling down is not just to be deceived, but do not be terrified. Once again, the opposite of faith is fear. So Jesus might ask you, why are you afraid? The antidote to fear is faith. To enter that life, that communion of love, the Trinity offers each one of us. Our faith enables us to meet the God who is taking care of us when we are afraid, when things seem to not be going right. Now if we follow that fear, what happens is we run away from that place of communion. That life, that goodness, that gift that God wants to give us when he gives us life. It makes me believe that God is not there when the world is falling apart and that we are all alone. My friend also uses this example when he talks about being deceived and be terrified. My friend and his wife have four beautiful children. The children work as a family. The man has a breakdown out in the field. He calls his wife, can you come to the field and help me out? She leaves the children at home and leaves the dishes behind and goes to the field. When she comes home, she finds her four children gathered around a seven-year-old who is holding kitties. And she stops and says, we don't have kitties. Where did these kitties come from that the seven-year-old is holding? She soon realizes they aren't kitties, they are baby skunks. And she screams. And the kids squeeze the baby skunks, and the skunks spray. She deceived her children. She filled her children full of fear. Her fear not only affected her, it affected everybody around her and the consequences that we did not want to happen. That's why communion with God is so important. That's why we have to take Jesus seriously about this communion of life and love in wars and tribulations. It is Jesus and the Trinity that is the central mystery of our faith. Jesus in the Gospel today challenges us in that very last line to persevere. To persevere through storms. To persevere through depression to persevere through addictions, or whatever it is, the trials and tribulations that are weighing you down. What are we persevering for? Eternal life. Our home is in heaven. Our home is with God. This earth may only last a hundred years for some of us, maybe not that long for others. Eternity is a long time where life and love are continuously poured out on those who are faithful. So how do we persevere? Three quick ways. Three quick ways we can persevere to help us this week. First of one is a daily active prayer life. Notice I use the word daily, not just Sunday morning and weekly, because a daily prayer life draws me into the communion of life and love the Trinity gives to me when I come to Holy Communion. That daily is important because it's help from heaven. And my daily prayer life 
is my response to God. Second way we persevere is we learn how to trust. Trusting involves surrendering. It's like showing up before that highway patrol, throwing up our hands and saying, I give up. When we trust God, we know His promises will be fulfilled. We can go through the trials, the tribulations, but we know that that's not the end. God will carry us through. And finally, the third way to persevere is to never give up. Never give up, but enter friendship and communion with God. Some of you may have a diagnosis of cancer. Some of you may have lost a loved one due to death. What are the storms that come tripling down? It doesn't matter because God's love is always there waiting for you. He's actively seeking you more than you seek Him. God only wants what's best for you. And today, He comes to visit us again at this altar for Holy Communion. Talk to Him today about your trials, your tribulations, your struggles, that which seems to be falling apart in your world. Begin your conversation here because it is a conversation that begins a personal relationship. That conversation can continue in your home. It can continue in your office or whatever you are doing today, no matter what your life situation is. It's when we act on our faith that God is faithful. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. Amen.